Okay, this is Randy uh, with another question from my friend Chris. Um, and actually, I just realized after having done some of these that maybe it would be good to repeat the question first so that if anybody else listens to it, um, they would <laughs> know what the question is that I'm trying to answer. So, the question was, what would a Zen Buddhist post on Caring Bridge to comfort a child suffering with cancer? Here is a thought. I am perplexed when I see someone post a religious statement. In my opinion, their motive seems sincere, but at times their lifestyle as opposed to their comments might be a bit hypocritical, if that makes sense. Everyone that posts such are not necessarily pastors or experts in biblical matters, but they go there anyway, not having spent years being trained to give such advice or opinion uh, give some folks such reservation. Words of comfort do not always have to have a religious connotation in my thought. Uh, positive thoughts, optimism can be just that. Positive statements not tied into a faith. So that was the question. Um, and is, Chris is looking for the, the Zen Buddhist perspective on that, on what to do there. And I guess the first line is, what would a Zen Buddhist post on Caring Bridge? Um, so first of all, uh, that wouldn't be you know, posting on an electronic board wouldn't be <laughs> the, t the typical Zen approach because we prefer to do things very face-to-face, -face, very personally because of what we call skillful means uh, and, and me, you know, I should back up even from that I guess. In the Zen perspective there's no uh, one-size-fits-all, no uh, answer that's right for every situation. Every situation has to be looked at and understood so that you can determine the appropriate response. So my first question would be, well, how could you know how to respond, you know, without having talked to the patient or the other person uh, to know what their concerns are? Um, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But the first thing is, first, my concern would be having compassion and consideration for the patient. Um, know what is what is their fear, their concerns, their belief systems. You know what would provide comfort to them. Something that provides comfort to one person may not provide comfort to another. Um, and especially since this is a, a child that you mentioned, uh, their religious sense may not be very highly developed. Words, religious words of comfort may mean nothing to them. Uh, that may not be comforting to them. Um, and especially, you know, since it's a child, the, ch the concerns of children can be very different from the concerns of adults and what we might assume. Um, and I'll give an example from my divorce. You know, when I was getting divorced, I had two children, we had two children, and uh, we were concerned that even though we were divorcing as a couple, we certainly were both still caring parents, you know, we were concerned about the children. And we were worried that we were trying to reassure them that you will have a home, mommy and daddy both still love you, and and you'll be taken care of, and you know, all that. You know, that wasn't addressing one of their big concerns. One of their big concerns was they felt guilty. They felt 
responsible in some sense. Only if, if only I had been a better child, if, I, if only I had behaved better, if I had listened, mommy and daddy wouldn't be splitting up. You know, their concerns were different than what we expected them to be. So our initial words of comfort weren't very helpful to them because it wasn't addressing what they were worried about. And the same situation may be true here. You know, an adult might look at the situation and say, oh, they must be scared of, of dying or, or something like that. And, you know, children are amazingly compassionate and loving and not to, you know, try and imagine what this child is feeling, I don't know, but I could certainly imagine a, chi a child being concerned about the impact on mommy and daddy if they died or, or something like that. Um, the whole point to that digression was to say true compassion involves really understanding the person. We need to address that person, their issues, their concerns, what their fears are. That's the first thing. We don't need to be addressing our fears. You know, I think a lot of times we fall into this trap when something bad happens to somebody else, it triggers that fear in us. And a lot of times the words of comfort we give, I wonder, are we trying to comfort the other person or are we comforting ourselves? Are we telling ourselves, you know, it'll be okay because I believe in this, this, and that. Well, that's fine for us, but are we really addressing the person that we're talking to? So, you know, if this child does have a well-developed sense of, of their spirituality and their religion and their religious understanding, I don't, th yeah, you didn't tell me how old they are, so I have no idea, then that might indeed be, be comforting to them. It might not. You, you just have to look at the child. Uh, you know, you, you gave me the example of the, uh, the Jesuit who went to study with the Zen master, and the Zen master gave him as his koan uh, to tell him what Christ said on the cross. And that's what I'm trying to say. He didn't try to give him a, a, you know, a traditional Zen lesson or something like that. He gave him a lesson that he thought would speak to that particular person. And that's the point I'm trying to make here is that we need to, to look at each and, in, each and every individual and see what would comfort them. So, um, since you did mention Caring Bridge, that that's a little bit uh, different in that you're not necessarily well. I guess by definition, it's it's electronic bulletin board type thing. You're not, or I guess that's an old phrase. Now it would be called a forum or something. I don't know. Uh, it's it's more public. You're not necessarily in private, face to face, offering words of comfort. This is a public discussion. So then I would keep in mind the principle of do no harm. Because even if, if I were to disagree with the other posts, the, the religiosity, the overt religiosity, as you stated in your question, of the other posts, and even if I thought the patient didn't appreciate that, um, I would not want to make a post that would be um, oppositional or argumentative or something like that because the other people would read it and 
and that would set an, a whole dynamic in motion. Um, I can just imagine people being in the hospital room, you know, and and uh, being kind of gossipy, you know, as it often happens when you have more than one person visiting at a time. One person is talking to the patient, and and a couple of others are over in the corner talking about something else. And can you imagine the scenario where you've got this this cancer patient, and then two others in the side are saying, "Can you believe what so and so said on Caring Bridge? They said such and such, and that's just oh my gosh." Not appropriate, you know, um, and that wouldn't be helpful <laughs> for for the patient. So you'd certainly have to consider do no harm, even if you disagree with the posts the other person have said. So that's where I come back to, you know, I don't think carrying bridge is necessarily the right approach. How about how about a good old-fashioned card through the mail? Or delivered to the desk on their floor, um, or, or flowers with a note, or a personal visit if possible, or something like that. You know, the Caring Bridge—it's a wonderful technology, and I guess there's a lot of benefit to it. But it's not the only approach, and you don't get locked into that groupthink of having to say the kind of thing everybody else has said, so that uh, you don't create any discontent. Um, so I guess to kind of try and come back to the point, in Zen we can't give a, a stock answer, you know, one answer that always applies because it, it depends on every situation, every person. But I would say the guiding principles are the same. First of all, think for, first and foremost to the patient, what would help them. Remember that, you know, I'm not trying to allay, allay my fears or concerns. I'm not trying to reassure myself about death you know, which could be an easy trap to fall into in a situation like that. It's it would not be the time to preach my beliefs. Certainly would not be, you know, if this if this person's not a Zen Buddhist, it would certainly would not be the time to give any kind of Zen Buddhist um, uh, reassurances un unless I thought for some reason that this person would find that helpful. Uh, but you certainly just don't start off thinking it's an opportunity to to preach. And it's not the time to placate others, to make others feel good. You know, it's not the time to comfort the mother or the father or something. And, and they may need comforting, and there may be a time and a place for that. But this question was about, you said, to comfort a child. Um, and that, you know, that's one of the difficulties I have with Caring Bridge, is that if, if the child and the parents have some differences of opinion, if the parents are strongly strongly religious and the child is not or is not yet because of their age or whatever, um, you don't want to set up any disharmony between them by giving the child comforting advice, which may be truly comforting to the child, but which the parents don't appreciate. So um, that comes back to the using the skillful means. What is the best way to deliver the message after you've figured out the message you want to deliver? Um, not not only the best words, but the best way, whether it's in person, snail mail, flowers, card delivered to the desk at the hospital, or carrying bridge. Don't create disharmony. And then finally, coming back to, you know, what the Christians call the golden rule and what, what Zen calls seeing self and other as one. Think of what you would want in that situation. You know, would you want words of comfort? Would you want someone just to visit you and, and be with you in silence? Would you want someone to respect your privacy? 
you know, maybe you would find it to be a highly embarrassing situation, you know, to be powerless and out of control, you know, in a hospital bed. Um, and, you know, what, what your concerns would be, or my concerns would be, would not, and when I say you, I mean the generic you, um, would may well be different from that person, but it would help us to think in different ways, you know, to, to imagine, what if I were there in that hospital bed? What would I want? What would comfort me? And that may help us more than anything else to understand what would be helpful for that person. Um, and again, remembering that they are not me, but they are themselves, but to try and put myself in that situation to help understand their pain and their suffering and how to address it. And I think that's all I've got to say. May all beings find peace.